Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels on Cutdown Day. Green Bay Packers already having released their initial 53-man roster for 2023. It is definitely a new era in Green Bay where we get timely updates from the digital team there at 1265 Lombardi. Salute, my brothers and sisters. We appreciate you here in the media not having to wait forever to get confirmation of what's been reported throughout the day. The 53-man roster is here. Um, I would say not too many crazy surprises, though a handful maybe that were a bit eyebrow-raising, unexpected, what have you. Um, as the title of this uh, video would suggest, welcome to the initial 53. Things will undoubtedly change tomorrow and then maybe even possibly before kickoff against Chicago in Week 1. But hell, it's a it's a hell of a deal to make the 53-man roster, uh, especially when you're, say, an undrafted guy like Malik Heath or Brenton Cox or Emmanuel Wilson. Just awesome work by those young gentlemen to bring it day in and day out throughout the summer, make the most of every opportunity put in front of them, and then now to arrive on the 53-man roster. The initial 53, we'll see what the rest of this season portends, but... That's just an awesome, awesome accomplishment. And just want to give each and every one of them a shout-out. It's a real thing in Green Bay. Opportunities. And making the most of those opportunities in a real way that gets you noticed, that gets you more opportunities, that gets you possibly, maybe, onto the roster with a chance to contribute in a meaningful way. That's just got to be the best feeling in the whole world for these young guys. And I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for the... Young blood up and down this roster. Um, obviously, some things to shake out here as far as the fact that there isn't a long snapper on the initial roster. We know from reporting, I think Bill Huber is the first one to put it out there. Uh, they plan on re-signing one of the long snappers tomorrow, Orzek, and then uh, Tenuta will go on injured reserve. That is because if you're placed on injured reserve today, uh, you are done for the year. But if you make the initial 53-man roster and then are placed on injured reserve there is a possibility that you can return during the season. So some machinations there. Just really super, super happy for everybody who uh, you know, worked their ass off this summer, man. Those are, that's long days and nights. And you have you know, really no control other than what's put in front of you and what you can control yourself. Uh, these, these young men have done a phenomenal job. I'm just incredibly excited for them. I'm incredibly excited for everybody here in our comments section. Look at everybody mixing it up already. Going to get to your comments and thoughts in a little bit, but right now I want to give a shout-out to our good friends over at Ticket King. That's right. If you want to watch the Green Bay Packers, these 53-plus men take on the rest of the NFL throughout this season, make sure you utilize Ticket King. Go to Cheesehead TV, either our website or our app. Go to the schedule, and you'll find individualized links for each and every game. Don't use StubHub, SeatGeek, or Ticketmaster. God forbid. Don't use those national companies. Use a company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s. Hell, you'll find a link in the description of this video. Just use Ticket King, people. You want to watch the Green Bay Packers? That's the way to do it. Um, the other way to do it is uh, to look at this 53-man roster and, and just kind of break it down in the sense that Two quarterbacks, expected. Three running backs, a bit unexpected. I will say, I, Emmanuel Wilson making the 53, I'm a bit surprised. I do think he played his way onto the roster, especially in that Seahawks game. Definitely showed out in pass pro a little bit. Probably helped his cause. I think he improved throughout the summer in that regard. And uh, 
I'm just incredibly happy for the young man. I mean, how can you not be? Uh, I will say at tight end slash H back slash no fullbacks, man, I hope Pearson makes it back on on the practice squad. I, I thought he had a good summer. And the fact that he doesn't make the initial 53 doesn't surprise me. I will be sad, though, if he's not on the practice squad. Because God knows, we need some fullback action around around the Green Bay Packers. Been gone too long without it. And I, I understand Josiah DeGuara fills that role in some regards. But, man, not in a true slobber knock and get in the A-gap and create some some movement kind of way. Um, we'll see if he, if he kind of makes a return in that regard. Uh, as far as the wide receivers, can't say there's a ton of surprise there. Um, we've talked a lot about Malik Keith. Really happy for him. An offensive line, uh, we know Luke Tenuta will most likely be placed on injured reserve. Caleb Jones, glad to see him sticking around. I, I know there was some question because of the time, uh, so much time that he missed due to the injury. Uh, he did get back, though, and I thought he played well um, in his limited opportunities there after the injury. Clearly, they like his upside. So much depth at tackle here. And the other kind of notable moment here uh, along offensive line and, and particularly at tackle is that Yash Nyman not moved today. I know there was some chatter that that might happen. I think that was mostly outside the building. But I will also say that that's not that ship has not completely sailed yet. Um, I would give it 24 hours before we know for sure that he's not, you know, packing his bags and maybe headed someplace else. Who knows what happens after waiver claims are put in teams get to a spot and they look at their roster and they think, okay, maybe we try and throw a pick at the Packers to pry him away. I think that could still potentially happen, though I don't think anyone's going to come close to giving the Packers the value required to, to for them to kind of justify trading him away. He's, he's too valuable a player at too valuable a position. Um, and then across the defensive front, of course, Wooden and Brooks, you thought there was... Obviously, they've made the team at this point. Jonathan Ford, bit surprised, actually. Um, I know he had a good summer, but I did wonder if they would go that deep. Uh, they most certainly did. Um, and then at linebackers and edge rushers, I don't think there's a ton of surprises. Obviously, the Brenton Cox thing was the big question mark there. Really happy to have him on board. Yeah, I think he just showed out, and I think his ability in the run game probably is what sold them to put him on the 53 because it's nice if you can pin your ear back and get after the passer like no question about it but man you got to be able to play in both phases and to justify you know using you rotationally and not having to specialize and I think he played extremely well against the run all summer long and I'm I have little doubt that that helped solidify his spot on the initial 53 um, at corner I know that I've seen a lot of talk about only keeping four I think Kind of the combination of the injuries at other places and at this position, obviously Stokes going on PUP, kind of saw that coming once he wasn't activated last week. Um, and then, you know, at this point with this roster, the turning of the page, so to speak, the reset, going young, whatever you want to call it, guys like Ennis Gaines or Shimon Jar- John Charles, the writing was kind of on the wall. You know, it's time to get young or get out. And I think guys who have been in the program, they're not even old. But if they've been in the program for a while, a number of years, like those guys have been, you just haven't seen the development you'd really probably hope to see. Now, I don't dismiss the possibility that these guys come back and are on the practice squad. I think, especially with Gaines, I think that's a, a legit possibility. But at some point, you've got to start kind of improving and or moving on. And I think moving on is the uh, watchword there. Um, and then at safety... You know, this was my kind of, I said yesterday, this is my big question mark as far as how this would shake out. 
I know Moore got an injury settlement, and so he will be off to greener pastures, so to speak. Um, he has to basically miss, at least I think it's a month or whatever, uh, due to the injury settlement. But uh, Savage, Ford, Owens, Levitt, and Johnson are your safety group. I, I love Anthony Johnson. I think there's a good chance that he ascends sometime this season, maybe not to a starting role, but to a significant kind of contributor as a rotational piece. I do think that's in the cards for him this season. And then with the specialists, you know, we've only got two, Carlson and Whelan. Uh, I, we know the long, long snapper will be back tomorrow. Uh, but hey, shout out to both those kids. They're going to have a lot of fun this year. And I think we're going to be on the receiving end of some up and down play from these guys that is going to, Going to require some grace, as my buddy Malcolm says. Hello to everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody mixing it up. Uh, all right, let's, get, let's get to it. Jason starting us off. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for keeping me entertained on my long nine-hour layover, layover at JFK on my way to Scotland. Sky Club free booze plus Packers news helps. Jason, I'm here for you, buddy. I've been to that. I've been to that lounge. I've been there. Uh, that can can seem really nice when you first get there, and then you're there forever on a layover or a delay. And, uh, yeah, the, the fun kind of dries up real quickly. So I'm here for you, buddy. And, hey, safe travels to Scotland. Mimsy, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Idea, Goody Whiskey, ABV, 65% fair with Young Cheese. Man, you guys are creative. Yeah, I just, we need to get carry the G out to market first before I start talking about whiskeys. But I like it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joe, thanks for the super chat. Keeping Emmanuel Wilson over Taylor suggests to me the Packers think Wilson has potential to be more than a number three. I mean, my good buddy Drew just brought this up on the radio a little while ago. I was on 97.3 The Game talking about this. I mean, you do have two running backs uh, at the front of the class in A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones who, given their contract situations, one or the other or crazy maybe, but possibly both, could be moving on next year. And here's a really talented kid who has certainly shown the ability to run the football, is certainly improving in his ability to pass pro. You start utilizing him in the passing game, you might have something there. So, yeah, I think there's a possibility that they see maybe some long-term usage and or value there. Um, That's projecting way down the road, obviously. Who knows what happens and shakes out this year. AJ could sign an extension at some point. Maybe Aaron Jones has another contract kind of maneuver. Who knows? But pure upside and value and talent, I think Wilson fits the bill, no doubt. Uh, Adam, nice to super chat, man. Dobbs for eight tuds this year. Eight touchdowns for Romeo Dobbs. That's really, really interesting. That's a tough one. That's good. That's a good over-under. 
I'm going to go just under, just because I think distribution will be kind of all over the place. Uh, uh, give me seven. How's that? How's that for punting on, on eight? Soder, thanks for the super chat, man. Valentine going to get lots of reps at the slot. I know he got a few against uh, the Seahawks. I don't know if a lot is is the word, but I think he'll be in the rotation. I think he'll play a lot in the dime, and where he plays in that dime set uh, will probably depend on matchups, where they think he might be most effective against whatever scheme they're going against, whatever talent they kind of lined up against, what are the skill sets of the wide receivers they're facing that week, things of that nature, game plan specific, but I think we'll see him there some. I don't think there's any doubt. They're, they seem to be trying to work him in there. <laughs> Too old for this. Thanks for the super chat. No long snapper is the Corey Banky special. Man, they're just never kicking. I love it. I love it. Matt, thanks for Super Chat. Will the absence of the likes of Mercedes and Allen for the run game be a detriment to the team if they're relying heavily on the run? Well, I would posit this, Matt. Maybe they're not relying heavily on the run. We certainly didn't see any inkling of that this summer. I think they're going to throw it around the yard because teams are going to know they got to load up against the run and try to make Jordan Love beat them. Because until he proves that he can do it on a consistent basis... That's going to be the M.O. of probably every defensive coordinator in the NFL. You know, and look, I, I don't think there's any doubt that those guys, big key components to running the football in Green Bay, but I also think that there are plenty of other ways to move the ball on the ground with what they've got on hand. Um, and I also don't think this is going to be a smash-mouth, grounded-out football team anytime soon with Matt LaFleur calling the plays. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think this is, you know, clearly their identity. And the scheme that they utilize works off-run action a lot. You a lot of bootlegs, a lot of kind of misdis misdirection. <laughs> I tried like three different words there at once. Um, that's all in play, no doubt about it. But I don't think losing Big Dog and Allen is and, and Lazard is really going to change things too much in the run game. Um, will they? You know. Are they talented? Could they help? Yeah, certainly. But I think they've got plenty of ways to move the ball in that regard. I'm not too worried about it. Andy, thanks for Super Chat. So is Savage the backup slot cornerback? Uh, possibly. You know, and it's as well as Valentine, as we were just talking about. I mean, we know Savage was utilized in that regard several times last year in several different ways. Again, I do think it's somewhat game plan specific. What's the matchup? What's the offense? It's never just... ABC. Uh, it's about trying to put your guys in the best position, and sometimes that is about the matchup and how you think you can take advantage. Um, but we know Savage has experience there, so I do not doubt for a moment that he will get some looks. Ed, thanks for the super chat. Aaron Nagler and the Slobber Knockers equals great band name when you start touring across the pond. <laughs> thanks, Ed. The Slobber Knockers. I like it. It's like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, only Aaron Nagler and the Slobber Knockers. Quinn, thanks for the super chat. Watson went from 4.5 touchdowns to 5.5 with the betting sites. There you go. See? And if he's getting 5.5, I don't know how you can go with Dobbs getting 8. Um, I think that's still way, way low for Watson, though. Watson going to be tearing it up this year. Sean Gallagher, thanks for Super Chat. I don't know if this has been asked, but how do the new Jumbotrons look? Sean, they look glorious. No, it hasn't been asked. I'm glad you asked because it's glorious. They are beautiful. They are resplendent, and I still I don't think they're done. There's still so much open space around Lambeau at the top there, 
it's funny. You go to these other stadiums, and there's so much video everywhere you go. It's still pretty. I mean, it's huge. You can't miss it in Lambeau. I'm not kind of dismissing that, but there's still so much space that they could be utilizing that they're not. I got to think eventually those spots will somewhat get taken over and maybe more video gets added, but just to keep in line with other modern stadiums. But, yeah, they're they're gorgeous. Um, my one question is where where are they going to – they've taken down the championship years. I, want, I need the championship years back. And I know I had seen or read somewhere that they have a plan to bring them back somewhere, somehow. I need that back, man. The, the, that was too cool, too unique, too perfect for Lambeau Field to just get rid of forever. Um, that's my only gripe with the new video boards. But other than that, like the boards themselves, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Greg, thanks for the super chat. I got to say, I do love seeing actual passing over the middle. I think we are seeing Matt LaFleur's fingerprints now. What say you? What say you? Return of the King. Um, I think it's somewhat Matt, but I think those fingerprints, as you put it, have always been there. I think, you know, yes, Aaron, as we all know, is not a big fan or a big uh, volume guy when it came to throwing the ball over the middle, but he certainly did from time to time. Uh, Jordan, certainly not afraid to pull the trigger. Uh, certainly not afraid to try and fit it over those linebackers. I will say, though, Jordan is a much younger quarterback, and he has yet to cost his team a game with an interception because he tried to like sling one down the middle, say, down the seam to Musgrave that gets picked off by some roving safety or middle linebacker. Those scars, you know, will last and will inform the next decision you make, hopefully. And possibly, maybe, the four-time MVP might, might have been onto something. You know, it's. It, I love the throwing over the middle. Don't get me wrong. People do it against the Packers all the time, and it makes me frustrated. So if we can return that frustration in any way, I'm all for it. But, yeah, there's a reason Aaron won four MVPs. It's because he's really fucking good. And if he's not throwing over the middle, you know, there's a pretty decent reason why. Com- com- coupled with not throwing interceptions and turning the ball over and hurting your team, hurting your teammate. You know, how many medicine balls? I mean, there that one Clifford put up in the middle – against the Patriots from Malik Heath. That's how you get guys, like, truly hurt. Now, Malik went up and made a play for him, and it was a great play, and he pops off, and literally the thumbnail for this video is from that play. Like, he's excited. It's great, but that is how you get dudes hurt. No doubt about it. So, that's a fine line to walk there, man. Like, I, I will never, ever, ever begrudge Aaron for not throwing over the middle as much as maybe fans want him to. Uh, I get the frustration. Don't get me wrong. And I'm all for the excitement of, of rising and firing and throwing it down the seam. I'm down with it. I'm just saying, like, Jordan hasn't had to live with those kind of you know, decisions and repercussions yet. Let's see what happens as he does. Uh, what else we say? What else we say? Matt, thanks again, buddy. Do you think Heath sees the field much? That's the thing. They look great and then never get a chance to see the field come regular season. I mean, probably not over the main guys. Who are you taking off for him? Because you're mostly running, from what we saw this summer, a ton of two wide receiver sets, maybe some three wide receiver sets, and certainly not a ton of four wide receiver sets. So who are you taking off? Are you taking off Reed? Are you taking off Watson? Are you taking off Dobbs? I mean, you'd start going down that line, and it's just going to be tough. Now, he's there because he's earned it, right? He's got the ability. He knows the offense. He's certainly shown ability on the edge blocking in the run game. Like, he can do what's being asked. But if you're talking about opportunities, he's there in case someone gets hurt for the most part. 
I mean, I highly doubt there are Malik Heath packages being drawn up at 1265 Lombardi. And that's not a knock on the young man. Um, he's, like I said, he's earned this opportunity. But um, to get on the field is probably going to take some things happening in front of him. Now, that's not to say that he won't be in there rotationally. Uh, I would suspect he will be from time to time. But I don't think he sees the field a ton. Uh, that's just my my guess sitting here right now. Jack, thanks for the super chat. You think Wyatt takes that second-year jump? I'm fascinated to find out, man. He really looked the part early in camp. Um, then we didn't see a ton of him as camp went along, but some of that was just kind of not seeing a ton of the ones, and we saw a lot more backups, etc. I think so. From everything I saw this summer, I think so. But uh, you guys know. You guys know my default when it comes to anything on the defense, this season in particular. You got to show me. I got to see it. I don't believe nothing until I see it in a game that matters. And he gets to start proving it next week against the Bears. Jeff Ness, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Has there ever been a young QB that has been given a better opportunity to succeed? Three years in the system, better than average O-line, great young receivers, and two great running backs. I mean, I don't know about in the history of the game, but he's certainly been put in a very, very good situation. Now, I think the one area where, and some people kind of brought this up throughout the offseason and through camp, you know, where you maybe would have liked to possibly get him a little bit more help is at the wide receiver's position with a little bit more experience, right? I understand that. I also understand the Packers' line of thinking of this very young offense growing together and Jordan growing with his skill position players. I love that approach. Um, but that's probably the one area you can maybe, maybe make a kind of a, a quibble. But that said, you're right. He is a thousand percent set up to succeed. And I know there was some Bears fan on Twitter earlier this offseason who was like, Jordan Love's been set up to fail. You can promptly ignore anything that gentleman has to say about the Green Bay Packers because he has no idea what he's talking about. Um, yes, I think Jordan is in a great, great spot to succeed. No question. Lee, thanks for the super chat. As an old guy, this is the most exciting season for me since Favre's second year. Lee, I was thinking about this the other day, man. I'm glad you brought that up. Not Favre's second season in particular for me, but just that feeling that we had back then when it was like, oh, my gosh, like we might have something. Like It's exciting, but we don't know what we got. And we know they're young, and we know they're going to struggle at times, but the, the potential is palpable. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's like it's so exciting. And I hear from a lot of Packers fans with that sentiment of not really knowing what we got, but we're so excited about it. And I'm a thousand percent with you, man. Um, anybody who's watched this channel for any length of time knows where I sit on this. Like it was time. It was a hundred percent time for a new approach, for a new roster, so to speak, a reset, if you will. And I'm I'm all in. I can't wait. I'm with you, buddy. Ken, what's going on, man? Thanks for the super chat. Was that betting line of 5.5 TDs for Watson for just games against the Bears? Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Hansen, he's here all week. Tip your waitress. Try the veal. Luke, thanks for the super chat, buddy. Such a tough day for so many. Happy for all the guys who made the team. I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. There's no doubt about it. I think a lot of these guys understand clearly the business aspect of it, how close they are, and then how ultimately maybe they fall short this time. But, man, everything they did this summer – Everything they put on tape, especially in these preseason games, is their audition for the rest of the league. Some of these guys will get picked up off waivers. Probably most of them won't. But many of them will be back on the practice squad. And then many of them will have opportunities in other towns. So it's not the end, hopefully, for most of them. But yeah, man, it's got to be incredibly tough. 
Um, Griffin, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Nags, week one PTSD is real. Feel different this year? It does, actually. It does, mostly because these guys have been working together throughout the entirety of the offseason without their leader being MIA and then dropping in at the start of camp. And I know that feels harsh, but it's true. Like, this is a team that has not only worked together through the entirety of the offseason, but played actual football in these preseason games. And I do think, I asked Brian about that when I got the chance when he was at the podium the other day, you know, that was part of their conversation this offseason. Like, we keep starting slow on offense. Maybe we should get out there and, you know, I don't know, maybe run together on some plays and try and get sharp and, hey, what a novel idea. I do think having a very young squad certainly helps inform that. Probably makes it easier to tell them that you got to go do it. Um, but, yes, it does feel different for all of those reasons. But we'll see. We'll get out there week one and, They'll put up like three points. Can't wait. Chris, thanks to Super Chat. I am really looking forward to this year. New excitement. See? Buddy, I'm with you. I think so many people share that sentiment. John, thanks to the Super Chat, buddy. Green Bay feels way more prepared for week one than past years. See? It's like you people are reading each other's minds. I love it. And I agree, John. I very much agree. I think it has been a focus this offseason. I do not doubt that for a moment. Cheeto, what's going on, man? Haven't seen you in a while. I can't wait for Jordan's long ball to be respected. Well, he's got to start hitting a few. And now he's hit that, you know, hit a nice one of Dobbs and hit, hit a nice one in practice, a couple of them in practice, blah, blah, blah. But that one to Watson is tough to watch against the Seahawks. And I know wind and blah, blah, blah. But when he's, to your point, once he starts making people pay, then we'll see more too high sets, and then hopefully they run the ball. But we'll see. We shall see. Matt, thanks again, buddy. Over, under, pack, eight wins. Jordan Love, 25 pass TDs. Ooh. Give me the over on wins and just under on pass touchdowns. I'm going to go with 23. How's that work? that work for you? I hope so. Oh, Dennis, is what's up, Dennis? How are you, man? Um, Steve asks, we have two diverse offensive line players. Your thoughts on keeping 10 linemen? Well, one of them will be gone to IR tomorrow. That will be Luke Tenuta. Um, Royce Newman, I still think, you know, I understand people saying, oh, cut him or trade him or what have you. The man has started games for you in this system and is good depth to have. Now, I'm not saying it's quality depth, but he's good depth to have. No question about it. But outside of that, every one of these guys deserves to be out there. So I can't say uh, too much other than how about shout out, shout out to Sean Ryan who I thought had a really good summer, and I thought he improved throughout the summer. Uh, he came in looking better, uh, which was a low bar, obviously, but I thought he improved throughout the preseason. And, again, for a team that has plenty of depth at tackle, that's going to be important, having that interior depth that can step in and play all along the interior. That's, that's pretty good stuff. you love to see it. Um, all right, buddy, I'm going to have to get going. Oh, I think Jeff Smith has a super chat. What's up, buddy? I have reached the fifth stage of grief, acceptance, with our kicker, War Eagle. <laughs> Jeff, I just love that after last week's uh, conversation, spirited conversation on the happy hour, that you have come to this conclusion. Hey, man, speaking of the happy hour, we're going to be on happy hour here in a little bit. Hope to see you there, buddy. Mimsy, thanks again. Minus the brief all-gas-no-breaks era, the 13-3 flameouts weren't all that fun. I always relish the upswing seasons, Brewers. Note, keep flying the L. Man, oh, uh, dude, how great was last night beating the Cubs? Oh, so good. 
I don't know, man. I think you're trying. You're being a little harsh there. I mean, I can't speak to your experience, but are those thirteen and three flameouts, as you call them, they won thirteen games in a year, dude. They went to the playoffs. They went to the NFC Championship game twice. Like that's not nothing. That was a great experience. I had a great time. Like, yes, the heart heartbreak sucks. Twenty twenty will live with me forever. It'll gnaw at my heart for the remainder of my time on this earth. I understand all that, but. It's about the de- it's about the journey, not the destination. Like just in like try to look back at the good times, man. Don't be caught up in the quote flame out aspect of it. I mean, remember when they were thirteen and three, and everyone was calling them like the flukiest thirteen and three, the worst thirteen and three team ever. And we had Corey Banky yelling at guys at Pro Football Focus. Like that was fun. We had a good time. We mixed it up because no one expected it. And I think there's zero doubt that when the Packers win the division this year. People will be like, oh, they're the worst team to ever win the division, blah, blah, blah. I can't wait. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy the journey. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. All right, everybody. I got to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. As I indicated just a little bit ago, happy hour for Carry the G Club members and for our Patreon members coming up at the top of the hour. Hope you'll join us. In the meantime, if you're not a member of those clubs, I totally understand. But please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.